We ever, it's gotta be it's gonna be Don Topsy when they type the Don Topsy report. Ooh, <laughs> all our sexual fucking coupon codes that come through when Adam and Eve finally signs up with us. You think they will? Well, of all the episodes, based on our episode content, yes, for the most part. Well, of all the episodes for uh, Adam and Eve to potentially sponsor, and Adam and Eve, if you, if you are listening, we are very open to sponsorships. Uh, I think Blurred Lines is pretty pretty squarely in that. I don't, I, I don't know. How much about rape are you going to talk about? Well, you're going to find out, Steve, on this episode of the Song oh, Topsy Report, no. where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise problematic music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm regretful Steve Trollinger. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And Steve, thank you so much for starting this episode off with exactly the right tone that is required to discuss Blurred Lines, because Blurred Lines oh, is is an uncomfortable song. It's the most popular, in terms of sales, uncomfortable, very uncomfortable song that I think has ever come out. You think Blurred Lines is the most profitable, uncomfortable song? The most profitable, uncomfortable song, yes. Do what you know- a, What about Ben by Michael Jackson? Listen, I have not I have not seen Leaving Neverland. Boom! I started the episode <laughs> oh. with that one. Now, on today's episode, guys, we are discussing Robin Thicke and his hit song, Blurred Lines. Let's hear some of that. Yeah, dude. Do oh, you- yeah. Yeah. In case the listening audience has never heard this song, which you probably haven't, right? This song wasn't on the radio or streaming services forever. Fun fact, as far as digital singles go, this is, I believe, the 11th best-selling digital single ever. Damn. So in other words, like since like 2012 onward, this is the 11th most popular song. But don't take our word for it. Okay, now he was close. Tried to domesticate you, but you're an animal. Baby, it's in your nature. Just let me live. I want to play a little more, but I have to comment on Mike's air clawing, yeah. which was very impressive. Yeah, she's an animal. <laughs> That's great. A literal animal. <laughs> you don't need no pills. That man is not your maker. And that's why I'm a good girl. I know you want it. I know you want it. I know you want it. Do you? Do you, in fact, know this? Steve, you need to do a deadpan spoken word cover of this. <laughs> I know you want it. I know you want it. So this song... It's catchy. It's bubbly. It's, it's upbeat. But when the chorus is mostly the phrase, I know you want it, repeated, uh, it's... Uh, well, is he... Because he's not dating this lady, right? Is that the, the... Well, he was married at the time. So depending on how literally we want to interpret this, and we always want to interpret everything literally, <laughs> uh, then... Yeah, he's he, the the he 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 wasn't single when he did this. The the phrase I if you're talking with your significant other, I know you want it. You know, that could it's flirty, isn't it? How about to a stranger? To a stranger. Like let's say <laughs> let's say oh I don't know you're waiting in line at a bathroom, and you uh, you uh, you think you see your significant other, and, oh, I don't know, let's say you say something that you would normally say to your significant other, and this person turns around, and it's actually not your girlfriend who you thought was waiting in line. Mike, why are you laughing so hard? Uh, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, no, that's horrifying. 
And as I did recoil <laughs> in horror, as I discovered. Oh, I can't I can't even. I can't but even. But Mike, you you recoiled in horror because you have a moral compass and you realized the mistake you'd made. Robin Thick, I don't think ever had such an epiphany. I'm just imagining <laughs> Mike Russell's moral compass. Unfortunately, he lives near a deposit of iron ore. Boop, 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 boop. All right, I'll go that way. <laughs> so blurred lines. So so he, he caught a lot of backlash for, for this song. He did catch a lot of backlash who for this came, song. Captain Understatement. Who, who Was there someone who brought this to light? Because I feel like... You know, a lot of people sometimes they listen to a song, they're not even paying attention to the lyrics. They're just like, well, the problematic nature of the, the song, poppy, you know, chorus and stuff. No, Mike, the problematic nature of it, it's kind of twofold. There's the nature. There's first off just the lyrics of the song, uh, and then there's the uh, credit for the song. So on that note, as a matter of fact, Robin Thicke, because when this song came out, I didn't know who Robin Thicke was. This was kind of the first song that made me aware of his existence. Robin Thicke is a singer-songwriter, and probably, I would argue most importantly, a judge on the current hit show, The Masked Singer. Oh, snap. that's the one where they're uh, they're in the big costumes. It's, it's the app. It's like the dystopian future yeah, TV did you guys, show. Did you guys not get that text I sent you about who who was the ultimate winner? Oh, we, yes. Uh, yeah. It was T. It was, it it was, was T Pain. Yeah. And no one no one guessed it was T Pain because no one's ever heard him sing because he fucking auto tunes all the time. Which is weird. He so he, takes, he can it, actually kind of sing. Yeah. And he took off the thing and basically said, "Yeah, because I can sing, <laughs> fuckers." That's why you couldn't figure it out. So we know where Robin Thicke has ended up as a judge in The Masked Singer, but what led him to that point? So he, he, he's, he was a singer. He had albums come out. Um, up until, so uh, he, he was a fairly popular singer, but it wasn't until Blurred Lines came out that he became truly popular. Uh, and in 2013, that was when the song Blurred Lines came out, which was written by Robin Thicke, Pharrell Williams, rapper T.I., and as a court case ruled in 2014, Marvin Gaye. Wait, what's going on? What's going yeah. on, Steve? What happened? Why, I, why was why was he not in there in the first place? Well, the biggest controversy around this. Well, actually, I, I, how how does one judge the biggest controversy around the song? One of the controversies on this song came in August of 2013 after the song had already come out. Now, at first, I thought that the family of Marvin Gaye sued Robin Thicke and Pharrell and Ti. Turns out, it actually happened the opposite way, which I still don't quite understand. But from what I gathered. Robin Thicke, uh, Pharrell Williams, and T.I., they sued the family of Marvin Gaye and Bridgeport Music because for a, and the phrase was, declaratory judgment that blurred lines did not infringe copyrights of the defendants. In other words, it seems like the Gaye family started floating the idea that the song had ripped off a Marvin Gaye song, and they preemptively sued them over that statement and lost that lawsuit. And they lost... They lost about trying to get him in, or they lost about trying to boot him. Robin Thicke, Pharrell, and Ti lost their <laughs> that's lawsuit. Like, that's like you, you heard, you heard that the guy down the block is thinking he's going to kick your ass. So just preemptively, you go over to his house, kick his door in, throw a punch, miss completely, put your fist through the wall, <laughs> and then have to go to the hospital <laughs> and get charged ten grand for ER prices. Uh, oh. That's what happened, right? That's a perfect That's, metaphor. That, that, is, that, a that metaphor. is a perfect metaphor. <laughs> it's a pretty solid metaphor. Oh, I said, uh. I said, like, so it's a simile. <laughs> yes, Steve. Uh, oh. Yes, yeah, so they they lost, but 
the fact that they lost isn't the kind of jaw-dropping thing. It's the deposition statements that really kind of show this, what the songwriting process was like for this song. Oh, oh. So this song, let's actually, before we get into kind of who wrote the song, let's discuss the lyrics a little bit because the lyrics seem to be the thing that people got hung up on. When the song first came out, it dropped with a music video that had scantily, oh, actually totally naked, well, t- Mostly naked models in one version. Um, it was it went viral very quickly because it was a catchy song with a little bit of scandalous material to it. And then people see TNA. So, yeah, so, a, TNA. a lot of TNA. <laughs> so the lyrics to Blurred Lines uh, and the music video were controversial with some groups claiming that they are misogynistic and promote a culture of date rape. Uh, it was banned in parts of the United Kingdom and a lot of institutions, that, like a lot of uh, colleges and universities like we're petitioning to ban the song. It it, it it uh it it was a little controversial. Where where's uh where's the part where he's putting the psychedelics into the uh, the the drugs into the drug cuz they said date rape so he's like he's drugging people? I don't think there's there's a line where he says like maybe I'll put these roofies in. It's not quite as explicit as that. I think it's more that the fact the song's called blurred lines, the phrase I know you wanted is repeated ad nauseum. And there's some other crazy lines in there, too. But I think that was the general vibe that uh, people uh, weren't appreciating. And also the fact that the music video, it's a bunch of, like I said, mostly naked women prancing around. And then I think, is it T.I. or Robin? Like, one of them just blows smoke in the poor model's face. It's very disrespectful. Like, like, Like vape smoke or like smoke smoke? Well, as the lyrics indicate, it's marijuana. Which I don't know. Maybe maybe she appreciated that. Have you never shotgunned a... Uh, oh, I guess she would need her mouth open, though. Yeah, I don't know if she wanted it. <laughs> and that's the core question, and Mike. there it is. That is the core question. I would give money to, like, be able to look at your school transcripts just to see, like, critical thinking essays that you've written in the past. Just, I, I like an anthropologist, I just want to plumb the depths of, like, how your thought process works. Look, I try to think about every possible situation out there. 3D chess, it's, Mike Russell. And it's tough, man. It gets complicated and sometimes offensive in my mind. When it comes to possible sexual harassment, Mike Russell plays 3D chess. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> A woman walks up to Mike. Hi, how's it going? Mike, equations start flying through his head. Chess pieces start moving. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say. He just ends up headbutting her. <laughs> Oh, and then running down the street. <laughs> Sorry. Now, you might be frustrated uh, to hear, or yes. maybe you won't, but I, I've noticed this with many songs that we've covered on this podcast. Um, this song was apparently completed in less than an hour. Ah, shit, man. Oh, <laughs> man. I work for hours on end for no... <laughs> That's your problem, Steve. Uh, You're working too hard. I just, like, I need to, I need to come up with a thing that it takes me an hour to do that will set me up for life. So were the three of them hanging out, put on little boop, 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 like the whatever the background <laughs> Yeah, Pharrell hits like. the button that writes the song, and then they just <laughs> sang over it. They put on a, they put on a Marvin Gaye song. Yeah. They <laughs> press the button. <laughs> oh. Well, actually, the way uh, Robin Thicke describes it is he says, Pharrell and I were in the studio, and... He, Quote, he says, he and I would go back and forth where I'd sing a line, and he'd be like, quote, hey, hey, hey. 
Uh, we started acting like we were two old men on a porch hollering at girls like, quote, Hey, where are you oh. going, girl? Come over here. Wait, oh. Is he Scorpion? <laughs> oh, it's promoting hey. cat calling. Hey, 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 get over here. Essentially, yes. <laughs> this song is like if Scorpion was catcalling. We already figured it out, guys. Thank you so much for listening. But no, then Robin Thicke's manager um, came up with the idea of creating a video specifically designed to go viral, and he brought in uh, music video director Diane Martell to shoot it. Just so you guys are aware, it was a well-known woman who directed the music video, which is also kind of what they cite as like an example of it's not misogynistic. This was made with the direction of a woman. Oh, man, but... And then they, and then he also said afterwards, he says, "I knew, quote, I knew it would get banned quickly. Getting something banned actually helps you." They specifically wanted to get banned so it would then have a better chance of getting attention and going viral. So I mean, he's, they're not shy about their methods. Absolutely not methods that sex sells, and boy, do people love fucking doing it. You know. <laughs> Selling things or having sex? Selling things with sex while having sex in the things that are showing the things that they have. Yeah, we've never shied away from using our sex appeal to sell the song topsy report. It's, it's truth, man. That's why Mike is covered in milk. <laughs> Even as we speak right now, yes. It's starting to smell. Oh. I, don't know, I don't know how long he's had oh, it Oh, man. It's oh, some, some moldy-ass milk, man. Ooh, Mike, stop it. <laughs> how can I get even more aroused? Oh, actually, I know how I could get more aroused. Let's actually hear a little bit more of Blurred Lines. Break something in the background? That was the glass of milk we poured over Mike. Uh, Maybe they're singing at a Greek wedding. (laughs) Maybe. Opa! So let's actually start with just that one section. That's because A, B, C, D, D rhyme scheme. That's called a California limerick. <laughs> Nothing rhymes until the very end. I'm trying to figure out where this whole, his idea of maybe I'm going deaf, blind, and I'm out of my mind. Like, well, well what is she saying that you're not hearing? Go away. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what is she doing that makes you blind? Just like... Maybe he thinks as he's small as possible. At a- if you're Robin Thicke and you're at a club and you've got T.I. and Pharrell as your wingmen, would you not just be high on your own supply and assume what woman wouldn't want to hang out with these three charming gentlemen? And if she's saying and if she's not like receptive to that you, and your response is, oh, I must be deaf and blind because like how, how am I not understanding you when you're saying that you're not into this? Is one interpretation. I'm trying to figure out what the other interpretation is because that's what it sounds like. If you can't hear what I'm trying to say, you can't read from the same page, fuck you. If you don't understand me, fuck you. That that That's the distilled <laughs> if, version of if, this ABBDDD ah, rhyme scheme. If you don't immediately comprehend me, a person who hasn't spoken to you at all and has just walked up to you, in the middle of a crowded club, go straight to hell. <laughs> it's your fault. Do you not see 
T.I. and Pharrell standing next to me. I can honestly say I'm not... I have a certain amount of ability to put myself in the shoes of other people and to feel things that other people might feel. I can honestly say there's no possible way for me to comprehend what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I could figure out how it feels to just be like walking around with <laughs> Pharrell and T.I. and a club and like trying to hit on women. That sounds like things that I have somewhat experience with that I can utilize in my sense memory exercise. It's not. For when you need to play Robin Thicke yeah, exactly. in the uh, docu-series coming up. It's like... Uh, have, how, 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 how's your guys' trips to the club? When, I mean, when you think back. Non-existent. To the club? Yes. No, we have not. Well, it's non-existent. It, yeah. Let me tell you guys, it's a different It's a different freaking animal in there. It's crazy. I went. I, re- I remember when I was studying abroad in uh, Scotland, I did go. I did get dragged to a club in Glasgow. Uh it was an alien experience. And I got to say, it was no different from like a club in the United States. It's just the act of going to a club was an alien experience. I don't understand why people would want to be listening to loud, bad music. Well, actually, you know, that's what our podcast is. <laughs> uh, I don't understand why anyone would want to listen to loud, bad music repeatedly. Anyway, back to the song. <laughs> back to Blurred Lines. But where you can't hear anyone speak, where the drinks are overpriced, where well, everyone is sloppy and drunk. Also, that- it's... If you're at a club and you you can never hear what anyone's saying, I can only imagine that that sensation is amplified by the fact that you're in Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> uh, it's so loud. You what? want beer? Yeah. What? It's so loud. What are you trying to say? I'm- oh, with your... Okay. That was the man having a seizure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's definitely like... Oh, yeah, we minge twat. I think it's called a we minge twat when I was over there. But I never could understand him. No, Mike, what were you saying? Then you then hear what I said. I know you want it. Say it here. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking now. I just can't get your German no. or your uh, <laughs> Scotch, Scottish. Scottish Robin. Wow, pick. my brain's off. Okay. Clubs. Maybe you're going deaf. Maybe you're going uh, blind. I'm, I'm definitely going out of my mind. Okay. <laughs> so, well, yeah, what, what were you saying about clubs? So the club scene, from what I remember, last time I was at a club, and when I, yesterday. I frequented them a lot in college, it was a, it was a dirty place, man. It was a place where where the essential goal was to find someone that you know, like the pheromones and that liked your pheromones, and then just get up on them. Full primal, just full primal on the dance floor, man. It's a it's a because people are I don't know I feel like the people who go to clubs are people who are looking to have a good time, but looking to be you know they got a lot of hormones going. It's dark. Everyone's anonymous. <laughs> yeah. They're like one. They're everyone's like a, a domino mask away from eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> people in dark robes in the background. So, Mike, you're saying that Robin Thicke saying is he deaf or blind or growing out of his mind because she's not hearing what he's trying to say? You're saying that's that's valid because everyone at the club should kind of be is, on the same wavelength. There is a lot of unspoken, um, what is it called, uh, communication. Yeah, because you can't you can't hear someone. So you like make... pelvic thrusting into someone is a nonverbal communication. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. The movement of the hips, you're to, you know, you can figure out if it's going well or or you gotta get the fuck out of there. Well, that I guess. guy either wants to dance with me or he threw his back out. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear a little bit. Oh God, I, I still can't tell. <laughs> 
Well, let's hear a little bit more, and let's see if you can still maybe be the Robin Thicke whisperer for us. Because I think you're the closest one to maybe actually living something resembling the situation that he has. Hey, now he was close, tried to domesticate you, but you're an animal, baby, it's in your nature, just let me liberate you, you don't need no papers, that man is not your maker, and that's why... Who's the man? The other guy that was trying to do I, I think, the other, yeah, because he starts by saying, oh, now he was close, tried to domesticate you, which I think means he was observing her with someone else who was close... And was maybe trying to like, you know, and then he stepped, work on that nonverbal yeah. communication. And then he stepped on a stray ice cube. Yes. Ah, just his whole game plummeted Tried from there. Tried to domesticate you. <laughs> yeah. And then he threw his back out. Yeah. Ah! After slipping on the ice cube. Okay, so, now here we go. So he's saying you were talking with some guy who was trying to tame you, for lack of a better term. I guess, you know what? Tamer for the night. Exactly. We've used the terminology full primal. We may as well use taming and domesticating. (laughs) So, but but he's saying, but you, you're an animal. It's in your nature. And I, me, animal wrangler Robin Thicke, knows exactly how to do it. What a feminist. You're not not owned by anyone until you're owned by me. (laughs) Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Masked singer, judge extraordinaire. But listen, listen, not every, not every... It's infecting everyone. It kind of is. (laughs) Not every, like, sexy dance song has to also be a feminist anthem. I understand that. So uh, the problem was, though, when you refer to women as animals, the, 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 the idea was that you're saying, oh, women are just sexually promiscuous, like, fuck machines who always want it that, is like the subtext that is exactly what I want a woman to look at me as are you kidding me get out of here that, that that might be what you want women to look as, to you as but that's not what women necessarily want men to look at them as you know what I, I, I'm glad you said not necessarily Nick That's a, those are two very important words what do <laughs> women want men to want women that's what every episode of the song <laughs> Topsy Report has truly been about when you're when you're horny. Yes, Reverend. <laughs> there are <laughs> there are certain descriptors that will come across as more attractive and and those feelings of like heated passion or like wanting. So it's it's like a video game where you've got the you've got the decision tree where you've got you can say Four lines. It's like Mass Effect. Yeah. You, you got four lines. You got the romantic line. You've got the logical line. You've got the angry line. And then you've yes. got the disinterested line. And depending on how horny you are, you're saying different lines can have different impacts. Right. And, the, well, yes. and the charisma points of the person you're exactly. talking to. You, you can roll shit. for charisma as well. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yeah. So 20. So, yeah. So normally, if, if, if you say the line like, fuck me like Al-Qaeda... Unless you're really horny, that might come across as as kind of bizarre. I don't think that would ever like. Ever you would you would have had Mike. To... That's that's all I want a woman to say to me. <laughs> Is you that would... what you want, Nick? Oh, I'm not gonna kink shame Nick. All right. You would have had to have selected a very. You would have had fruit to... out my cave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would have had to have gone to IGN or GameSpot to go to the walkthrough to figure out what line of questioning you would have had to ask you, to get to that Could you point. imagine if your girlfriend, Bethany, there's an IGN walkthrough for her to figure out the chain to get what you want? Oh, man, did you not... 
Oh man, three 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 branches ago, did you say A instead of C? Okay, oh, no. you can't say you can't say No, you can't get the good ending. You can't say fuck me like a vagabond. <laughs> you can't say that one. You gotta you gotta say take me to your leader. Just walk up to a lady and go, the fuck train has no brakes. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've, oh. I've actually laughed on this show. <laughs> the fuck train has no brakes. Super secret code language. I, I'm trying to figure out where everything would have been lined up for that one to just be perfect. Like it's just You're on Amtrak. You're on Amtrak. I've always wanted to yell that in a crowd. There's another <laughs> with no context. There's another crazy Joe Biden's gaffes. <laughs> he hasn't declared whether or not he's running for president, but he did just yell the fuck train has no brakes. Speaking of fuck trains, let's get back to Robin Thick. Okay, Mike, I'm, I am starting to hear, I, I hear you, I hear what you're saying. If you are a in a state of horniness and in the mindset where someone's saying like, I know you want it, you're a good girl, like those sorts of things might get me all revved up. Yeah. It might get it might get the caboose on the fuck train churning. But you, do you know how trains work? Yes, they start the, yes, the engine is in the caboose. That's where everyone and that's where it's hand cranked and then it propels the train frontwards. I don't think that, you know how trains work. There is actually one other line I wanted to uh talk about. It's the line uh that man is not your maker because Pharrell brought this up in the court case that came up when they were talking about um ownership of the song and whatnot. But uh, I got to say, Pharrell, we haven't covered him yet on our podcast. I guess technically now we have. But he's obviously one of the, the most successful songwriters of our generation. Like every hit song that has come out, he seems to have in some way, shape, or form had a hand in. But when I hear him talk, he kind of seems out of his mind. I'm not certain. In regards to that line, and Steve, if you're able to read this, I, I'm thrusting this upon you. All right, but I'm not doing a Pharrell impression. You don't need to do a Pharrell impression. I just, I just, I want to hear someone with your acting talents uh, read this because I want, I, I don't, I can't understand what context you'd be saying this in. So the line that matters not your maker. Um, this is what Pharrell had to say: "You don't need no papers, meaning you are not a possession. That man is not your maker, meaning he is not God. Nor can he produce children or women, for that matter." He's a man, so he definitely did not make you. There are three kingdoms, the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, and the animal kingdom. As far as I know, we're related to primates. What I was trying to say was, that man is trying to domesticate you, but you don't need no papers. That's just as perfectly normal explanation of that line. As true today as it was when it was written. Because when I hear the song Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, the mineral kingdom is what comes up. Also, there's more head. than three kingdoms. He got his phylums and kingdoms all mixed up. Mike, you look confused. I'm just trying to understand what that all meant. <laughs> you know, I, I get the... I've been rereading this for days. I still don't get it. <laughs> that man is not your maker. See, I'd almost say... Well, guess me is the okay. Now he was close. Tried to domesticate you. Domesticate you. God, there's so many ice cubes on this dance floor. But, no, this isn't the case. But like the whole idea of oh, trying to domesticate you, stop you from having to dance, 
from Pulling being the aside. sexually liberated, ferocious animal oh. she woman you are. Yeah, and just trying to like keep you in the corner and yeah, and just be like you're mine tonight. I'm not Nobody puts baby in a corner. That was the '80s equivalent of tries to domesticate you. So, but then like, uh, it's in your nature. Let me liberate you. But oh, so what's so what's so what's the liber- he said? I'm not gonna put you in a cage. I'm I'm going I'm going to. I am he am born to tame you, Kate. Well, in that case, that means he'd be down. Thank you. Oh, man. That means Shakespeare references. He's trying to set her up, and he's like, he's he's negging, but he's also, like, pedestaling. Like, he's putting her on the pedestal, and then he's taking her down. He's, like, toying with her emotions by saying, you don't need to, like, you don't need a, you don't need a guy like that. He's going to try to domesticate you. What you need is a guy like me. Like, I'm trying to think of how to... He's not, like... He's playing psychological warfare with her. He's like, that guy is no good for you. But I know what you want is me. Right? Right? And then he just... Eh, that's, eh, <laughs> that's basic. That's the rest of the song. song. Eh, but where'd the, eh, other, eh, where'd the eh. other guy go? He's using... He's just... It's a ploy. He's just like, all these other guys... The other guy's standing three feet away yeah. for the rest of the song. Come on, man, Robin. He's hey, like, Robin, what the hell? These other guys are... These guys... They don't own you. They don't control you. But you're a good girl, and good girls like to be controlled by guys like me. Not like them, but guys like me. I'm good different. girls like to be controlled by guys like me. I think that's why the UK didn't like this song. I think it's that sentiment right there. How does he feel about the blurred lines? He hates them. I've, he I hates think, the ambiguity. All this is is a lot of will they, won't they tension. Like <laughs> moonlighting. The whole song is moonlighting. <laughs> and everyone loved moonlighting. No one had any problems with it. Okay, so moonlighting by club lighting. <laughs> he hates the blurred lines. Yes. Okay. So the so some people were making it sound like the blurred lines meant he drugged the drink. Right? I, I didn't hear that. No? Okay. Because like... Because that doesn't sound like what it is at all. It's he hates the blurred lines because he's saying I know you want it, but he really doesn't. He doesn't fucking know. He's trying to be confident, and he's trying to you know he's trying to get in there and be confident, and he's like she might want this, but he doesn't fucking know. And sometimes you don't know. It's funny you said Robin Thicke is trying to be confident because that actually comes up. In the Marvin Gaye case. Because what happened was, during the deposition, essentially they were, as I stated earlier, they were being sued because they said that this song essentially copied from the Marvin Gaye song, uh, Got to Give It Up. Uh, Robin Thicke's defense of himself was essentially that he didn't even write the song Blurred Lines. It was all Pharrell. And the way... What? The lines that came out of this... Are pretty pretty incredible. Uh, because we're almost, one, we're almost hate him. What, what, <laughs> I'm not certain because during, during when he was talking about the song, um, like during interviews, like right after the single had come out, he said, um, "One of my favorite songs of all time is Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up.'" And lo and behold, a few months later, there he's sued for essentially copying that song. And his defense of that. Uh, line was quote with all due respect i was high and drunk every time i did an interview last year was his first line oh, of defense God. 
His second line of defense was, um, "This is Robin Thicke." Yes, this is all Robin Thicke. You uh, fool! When he was asked during the deposition, uh, he was asked a question: When the rhythm track was being created, were you there with Pharrell? And I gotta say, I almost appreciate how uh, honest Robin Thicke was. He replied, "Quote: To be honest, that's the only part where." Hyphen, I was high on Vicodin and alcohol when I showed up at the studio. So my recollection is uh, we made the song. I thought I wanted. I I wanted to be more involved than I actually was at the time. Nine months later, it became a huge hit, and I wanted credit. So I started kind of convincing myself that I was a little more part of it than I was. And I... Uh, hyphen because I didn't want him hyphen I wanted some credit for this big hit but the reality is that Pharrell had the beat and he wrote almost every single part of the song and not since like the Michael Cohen deposition have I seen such self-loathing and defeat in one deposition his defense is his biggest song he had no part of did Pharrell back that up yeah, well, because <laughs> that, that seems because did he say all this after the backlash? Did he freak out and he's like, "I got to separate myself as as any way I can to get minimal attachment to this." Well, but Pharrell was there too, and he said um, he kind of almost said he was propping up Robin Thicke, and his reason for why he was doing that is fascinating. He said, "Quote: Because it's the white man singing soulfully, and we unfortunately, this country, don't get enough." We don't hear that as often, so we get excited when it's in the mainstream, uh, when the mainstream gives that a shot. But there's a lot of incredibly talented white folk with really soulful vocals, so when we're able to give them a shot, essentially he's saying we don't hear soulful white people singing in hit songs often enough. If there's one thing this country needs more of, it's white musicians stealing black music. But that's basically what Pharrell was arguing. Pharrell was arguing he wanted to give the poor white people a chance to actually have a popular hit like R&B. Yeah, there's not enough there's not enough Elvises and M&Ms in the world. That's the problem. What the fuck is Pharrell thinking, man? Like every quote he said associated with this is just batshit insane. I don't know what he's actually like as a person. The mineral kingdom and propping up white singers. I don't know. I mean, what kind of Stockholm bullshit you got to have to think you got to prop up the white man? Get out of here. And ironically enough, Stockholm is probably the whitest city. It works on so many levels. It works on so many lines. Blurred lines. Mr. Thick, Thick, uh, I see here that you've chosen to act as your own uh, defense. Uh, Yes, that's right, Your Honor. Okay, if you'd like to... Start your defense now. Uh, yes, if it uh, please the court, I have uh, but one thing to say. And then a bus crashes through the courtroom and runs Pharrell over. <laughs> I rest my case, Your Honor. Okay. Wow, he's calling a girl he really likes a bitch. I don't know. It's a spicy word, guys. Some it is a spicy <laughs> word. And the fun fun little fact about that, in the clean version, they changed the word bitch to hoe. And I don't know if that's better. <laughs> like, guys, guys, bitch is, a, as you said, a spicy word. Let's tone it down. Let's call her a hoe. I'm a little worried that if we dissect that a little, we're going to get into that territory of let's us define 
what bitch is. Let's let us three white men, yeah. white cis heterosexual men, t- tell women what the word bitch means. Also, mansplain bitch. Also, bitch is way more powerful of a word than hoe. This and this is uh, what what genre would this be on? For crap. Um, it was nominated uh, for a Grammy, I believe, for Best Pop Vocal Album. I don't know, pop. Oh, he's done a little bit of R&B. Okay. okay. Does that make a difference? No. <clears throat> certain vocab and certain specific genres is more acceptable than it would be in other genres. That shouldn't be the case, though, I feel like. Oh, the, actually, you listen no, to no. death metal, Nick. What kind of crazy shit are they saying all the time? Like, they're, 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 uh, listen, unless unless it's grindcore, they're usually not disrespecting women. They're just talking about Vikings. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Everybody likes Vikings. But or like, I mean, how? But you, that's true. If like, I heard the word bitch, heard, it's like you, you, yeah. If the Wiggles were singing that, it would be a little bit different than if like an R and B singer was. I mean, I don't think that's specific to Robin Thicke. A lot of songs use the word bitch and and woman like interchangeably, and I think that's kind of what people think is problematic. But once again, I think if if you're going back to what you were saying, if he's trying to exude this confidence, like, ooh, maybe maybe she wants to be called a bitch. <laughs> I'm telling you, that goes through people's heads, man. <laughs> once again, that video game, that IGN guide. Do we call her a bitch? Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh man, but I would have had to have I would have had to have asked her what her like second dog that she had when she was a kid was to be able to get that option. And I would have had to trade for the right Pokemon beforehand. I see what he did there. Oh, he got well, away given, with something. Given the tone of the song, I would say drug me rhymes with hug me. Do you think he thought that? And they're like, "Oh, that." We no, can't he say was that. he was well, trying to say, "He said, fuck me," which I don't, which doesn't technically rhyme. It rhymes in the Beyonce sense of rhyming the same word with the same word. Me with me. He didn't. Say, it's not that she wants to fuck me. What rhymes with fuck me? No, no, no. It's she wants to hug me. What rhymes with hug me? Like the meter and the rhyme. Like yeah. He's oh, trying, yes, yeah. He's yes, trying to. Sense. Yeah. Huh? What rhymes he's with hug me? I don't the, know. He's making us the dirty ah, people. Yeah. We're the ones thinking it. Well, it is the first. She wants, to, what rhymes with hug me? Slug me. Maybe she's like, no, sir, <laughs> Mr. Thick, and just smacks him right in the face. She says she wants to hug him. But did she say that, or is that just him putting? She's, she's hugging him. She it's, said she wants to. Doesn't it say that? He, he says she wants to. He said she said that she said that he she said. She already is touching him. she sold seashells by the seashore. Wait a second. Scroll up. The way you grab me, scroll up. <laughs> the way you grab me must want to get nasty. Go ahead, get at me. All right. The way you grab me, so whoa, they're grinding, whoa, whoa. and she's got. Or maybe him. she's grabbing his arm and like trying to push him away. Ooh, you must want to get nasty. Oh my God, that's now she's hugging him. That's all part. It's like it's the progression of the grinding. No, it's like I like the heartfelt (laughs) hug part of the grind the most. Sorry, it's just been a really long day. My dog is still in the vets. They don't know how he's gonna do. When do Meow Zedong might not make it? The vets said. I have a cat. I'm naming it Meow Zedong. When do hugs become grinds? When does cuddling become grinding? I've been thrown thrown out of so many family reunions because I didn't know where that blurred line was. But I gotta say, I gotta say, for all of kind of the problematic things that Robin Thicke uh, says, 
when R- T.I. comes in, he kind of blows out all... Like, if we were working with double entendres, he he really boils it down to, like, a lot of good single entendres when he comes in, so... Oh, I want to hear this. Right. Yeah, yeah, when, when T.I. kicks in. I'll give you something big enough to tear your ass in two. That is the most violent way I've ever heard anal sex described. And he drops it so casually in this fun little upbeat song. Holy shit. Oh, God. Mike, imagine if you had accidentally said that to a stranger in line for the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I thought you were my girlfriend. Sorry. Uh, what yeah, more needs aggressive. to be said about that? And then furthermore, he starts by saying, let me be the one you back that ass up to. Like she has to be backing her ass up into something, so it may as well be him. Okay. All right, you guys, Women are not in constant states of backing their ass up. You guys up. have never been to a club. Have you? I've been to some pretty crazy libraries, let me tell you. Have you been to a club? And Gertrude. Uh, yes, I have been to a club. You went to the club that one time. I've In my entire life, I have been in like five places on five occasions I would describe as clubs. What is happening on the dance floor? Have you been? Have you seen Grinding? Yes, I've seen Grinding. I went, I went to, I had a junior prom, Mike. I've seen Grinding. <laughs> Yes. People are backing their asses up into people. I've had many an ass backed up into me. So, Mike, Mike, that sounds... You, you're saying a club and a subway commute are interchangeable then. <laughs> what time is it? Showtime. There's been times. I, I like to dance. Sometimes I like to dance by myself, and I just go out there and I go a little crazy. I, I have seen you dance, Mike. Okay. One of my favorite memories of you involves you dancing. <laughs> That time you that time you 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 took that you were dancing with that girl and then her very pissed boyfriend just took her away. Oh. <laughs> she was having fun. You, you were both having so much fun, and I think he was just jealous that you were such a better dancer than well, him. Well, he but, tried to domesticate her. Yes, I was but just she was an animal, <laughs> and you were liberating her. Mm. Wow, Robin Thicke is right. <laughs> so that you could then domesticate her. Oh man, let her do her thing. No, but sorry, what were you saying about the club? I'm saying, you, what, what I'm just saying. What you're saying is doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, who says she needs to back her ass up in anybody? She's on, she's on the floor, and she's. Sh- I just, he- I just see like a camera, like a GoPro stuck to her back. So we're seeing like ass POV, and she's backing up into one guy, and like these guys are like fighting. No, no, no! Back your ass up into me, into me. Uh, it's that, that is that is almost literally what. It's like a Mario know, Party mini game. <laughs> I, that is almost literally the perfect way to describe a club experience, I imagine. <laughs> is is just a contest to see who gets the who gets who their gets ass the backed ass. up into. See, you guys are using your smart brains. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. That's why they call me Professor Smart Brain. You gotta you gotta you gotta imagine if, if all the blood has been just escaped, okay, and now you got just and gone like, to a different you organ. Got stupid brain, okay? You got you got horny brain. And you're just like, oh my god! And it's listen, I'm not, I'm not promoting horny brain. Okay, I'm just saying it's a different kind of brain. 
My name is Mike Russell, and I'm here on behalf of Horny Brain. <laughs> Horny Brain ba- brand, uh, brand flakes. Oh, man, say that five times fast. Hor- Horny Brain brain. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Horny brain, brain brand brand, brand, brand flakes. flakes. <laughs> Joe, you really Ooh. set yourself up for failure there. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna... Horny Brain brand brand flakes. I could have made it literally any product, and I chose brand flakes. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take a step back from that one, guys. That one. I'm okay, take a, step, take a step back. Let Ti take over <laughs> yeah, again. Take. <laughs> he is. He has just uh, said that he will provide something uh, big enough to tear one's ass into two I, pieces. I really hope he doesn't really mean it because like, he picks out a chainsaw. <laughs> I feel. I feel like I've heard that phrase before, though. Oh God, but yeah, I. Not since nope, middle school nope, gym class, nobody, though. Nobody, because if the ass gets teared up, then, uh, no, you don't want to uh, do that. The, the <laughs> correct conjugation is tore up. <laughs> I will tear that ass up. I tore that ass up. As to T.I. Okay. Salute to True Pippin. <laughs> Salute. Oh, it's a really patriotic song. Uh, so on the note that this song is promoting like a culture of like date rapiness, he said, um, I'm just watching and waiting for you to salute the true big pimpin'. Not many women can refuse this pimping. I'm a nice guy, but don't get confused this pimpin'. This is in fact pimping. <laughs> Attention, re- ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake, make no bones about it. This, in effect, is factually pimping but so, but the the part that i that stood out to me is he, where he says i'm a nice guy now in terms of like the date rapiest expressions you can have we have i know you want it i'm a nice guy I'm a nice guy blurred lines i can't imagine it I, i'm just imagining the chorus like saying like see what she's wearing boys will be boys <laughs> and just like going through every single other expression she's asking for it exactly i think that's kind of the part where people had a problem with weird it. al really missed out he did a song about grammar, and word this crime. is what he but should wor- have done. Wor- wor- <laughs> word, word Crimes was pretty good. It's a, it's a far superior song. Yeah, I mean, this last bit's whatever. Also, I what don't is, know why. What is pull a far side, a fair side? P-H-A-R-C-Y-D-E. That is, is he talking about killing Pharrell? Is that what, a, <laughs> is that what fair side is? Fair, fair, fair side? <laughs> is he going to murder, straight up murder Pharrell to impress this woman? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good question, but no, it turns out uh, Fairside, it's an old hip-hop group that uh, did a song called Pass Me By, so he's making a very deep cut, but I think Fairside is a much more accurate word to describe when one kills Pharrell, as, as, as Robin Thicke did when he threw him under that bus. <laughs> you only get one shot, because <laughs> no one else is named Pharrell. I, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, the whole pimping stuff ain't easy. <laughs> it, let me tell you. Oh. I don't know. I'm a monogamous kind of man. You know what I mean? Like, once I, once I'm once I'm hooked on a lady, it's I, I just I can't imagine how people want to be juggling all sorts of people in their lives. It's just it's more stressful. <laughs> Who has the energy? <laughs> Seriously. Hi, I'm Mike Russell. <laughs> I have to set a reminder to myself to take the garbage out when I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> And I share that iCloud account, so I can't even use that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into that real quick. Get up, get up. Do it like it hurt, like it hurt. What? You don't like work? Yeah, he said shake your rump, do it like it hurt. What? You don't like work? I just imagine her shaking her butt and going, ah! 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 Oh, I yeah. Have neighbors. It, I oh, she's shaking it like it hurts. Are you guys seeing this? <laughs> I forgot my preparation H. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you breathe? I got this from Jamaica. It always works for me. Dakota to Decatur. And then this is the part in the music video where they blow smoke in one of the poor naked models' faces. And she coughs. Oh, it's because they're smoking weed. Yes. I, yeah. Can you breathe? I got this from Jamaica. Um, I, uh, it always works for me, Dakota to Decatur. So it, it, it no now matter. Now he's trying to rhyme. Yes. <laughs> trying to pull it out of his no ass. No matter where I smoke the weed, it works for me. So you said the model is, uh, looks upset when the, when the weed gets blown. She kind of does. Actually, wait. Show on. me that. Show me that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. There, 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 there's, there's a, uh, a looping gif oh. of Robin Thicke just blowing smoke in her face. She looks like a Tim Burton character. <laughs> oh, she does not look happy about it. But, uh, I don't know. Well, neither did but he. he. Neither the, did he. Uh, he should have asked. Should have. Do you mind if I blow smoke in your face? That's wait, a great, that's a great pickup line. Wait for the affirmation. Wait for the affirmative. Because no. the affirmative is going to happen. Who would say no to such a request? <laughs> How comes. could any lady turn me down? He ran out of he ran out of meter. <laughs> I always wanted you're a good girl. No, it wasn't even in. It was it was like play it again. Okay. Steve is very upset. I always wanted a good girl. Like he 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 ran out of meter. See, in their defense, they said they wrote the song in an hour. Like, yeah, I guess. And then it's just the chorus ad nauseum for the rest of the song. Uh, once again, we're re- referring to how much she wants I'm it. Whether it's blowing smoke in her face or tearing that ass in two. I'm certainly uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, there were certainly a lot of sections of this song that could have been phrased better. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's a thesis statement for a, yeah. t- for a show. <laughs> there were parts of this song that probably should have been better, but they weren't. But uh, but I, we, can, we can technically, according to the deposition, only blame Pharrell for it, because apparently Robin Thicke had nothing to do with the songwriting. Yeah, well, maybe that's... Which, which makes the- sense, because his next album that came out um, sold <laughs> terribly. I, the first week, I think in the UK, it sold like 500 copies. Oh, Man. But then again, to be honest, that's that whole CD we could do another Song Topsy episode on because long story short, it's called Paula. After Blurred Lines came out, he and his wife got divorced, mostly because um, he had apparently a long history of infidelity. Uh, so what and her nice. name was Sharon. <laughs> but uh, Robin Thicke wrote an entire album called Paula, which was a plea to get her back. Oh, my God. And he very publicly made an album trying to get, which is very deeply concerning. He he wanted to try to get the public on his side to win back a woman who left him because he was cheating. He and did, so he did he, a whole album he pulled, about it. He pulled a reverse M&M. Kind of. <laughs> you know, 
a younger Mike Russell would have thought, should have been dead. Would have thought this would, would have been genius. But in my old age, I have learned that when it comes to your significant others, they want as little people to know about what the fuck's going on as possible. Yeah, you don't want an album, <laughs> a, literally a goddamn album released about your love life. Really, Mike? I don't think you've learned that lesson. I I have, Steve. I have. I well, I'm Mike slowly. quickly deletes song files from his phone. That is just, first of all, it's disgraceful for yourself. Have some self-respect. It is. He, he, <laughs> he's like a cocky, confident guy in this song. And then he, he writes a song, literally one of the songs is called Get Her Back. It's a song to himself about getting her back. Oh, oh God, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts me to think about. <laughs> so really, Blurred Lines was just this quick little insanely popular blip. That really had nothing to do with Robin Thicke. As he stated, he was literally just in the room when they did the song, when they wrote it. High on Vicodin. High on Vicodin. (laughs) Wow. But guys, that is uh, Blurred Lines. Jesus. What did we accomplish here? (laughs) I I feel like people are going to look at me in a little dirty dirty light right now. Just hope to know. It's like... Only now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) This was it? Yes. The meticulous persona you've crafted over 80-some-odd episodes. I just think it's everyone just should know. Destroyed. It's important that you can't just force yourself on people, and there's certain things that you should be heightenedly aware of yes. when it comes to unspoken communication with people at the dance club. Start with some eye contact, then maybe like one of these motions of, oh, are we going to... Yeah, are we, Mike is are putting we, his hands you, you start dancing. You start dancing. Huh? And as uh, as you get closer to one another, and, and it's, yes. like, it's a slow progression. You can't, yes, well, well, don't ram your dick into somebody <laughs> that you don't know and split her in <laughs> half. Where Jesus Christ! It is a delicate dance known as l'amour. It's a delicate dance known as tearing that ass in two. Uh well, I, I, I'm trying to pull a lesson from this, other than be better, man. Yes, men be better, and just be careful making sure that when you're writing a song, it doesn't sound like a Marvin Gaye song that you said before was your favorite song. But that is it for Blurred Lines, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on this dissection. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier, and uh, you can check out Dapper Devil Productions Twitter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell, where may we find you? Yeah, you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR. Or my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, like you know, uh, send us in your song suggestions. Give us a little uh, review, five stars preferably on the Apple Podcast. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell us? What <laughs> oh. What it was like that awkward moment when you first saw your lover, and how was it always an awkward moment? Was it a blurred line or just a straight? Or actually, was it a straight line? A straight line, a, a completely clear line. Completely yes. clear. Was it? Or yeah. Were you wearing spectacles? Yes. <laughs> oh, I can see this line impeccably. And Stephen, where may we find you? You may find me personally. You can uh, uh, reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo. Um, eventually, StephenTrollger.com. Still, still a thing. I'm still, do- I'm still, I'm still doing it. Still, it's still a thing. Don't oh, worry. Remember, we made a bet like 14 months ago as to who would have their website up first, and 
and it turned out to not matter at all. <laughs> hey! Yeah, I didn't get that much traffic. If you want to see my demo reel, go to Mr. Microsoft. Check it out. Some good shit there. Uh, I also, uh, I think I created my own YouTube channel this week. I'm not sure. If I Something think, happened. Yeah, I'm not sure if I was successful or not in that. And really, it's just like my reel, my voiceover stuff, and a couple of like things that I was in that I just sort of tagged as a favorite, including my episode of Subletters. Nice! Uh, it's a good episode, So guys. you can find that. my, I guess, go to YouTube and look at my YouTube channel and see what my face looks like. And then, recoil in horror! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. <clears throat> Horny Brain Brand Brand Flakes. <laughs> I like it. Took the words right from me. And we will see you next week. Take care. Mikey likes it. <laughs> Hey, Mikey. Or does he? Have <laughs> <laughs> to talk about these bird lines. It's a Dapper Devil production, see?